0: All right, all right, let's get set to go here. Welcome to the show once again. John Scholes, your host, and with me alongside employment lawyer Lior Samfiru, ready and set and ready to go for sure as we get uh, into what, uh, you know, affects all of us on a daily basis. That would be employment law and your employment rights in the workplace. If you don't know much about it, that's why you tune into the show on this afternoon and figure it all out over the next hour. But you can just sit and listen, or you can take it one step further. Join the show, ask, call, Make your questions known because you're helping thousands of others with what you don't know about your employment law rights. It can be worth uh, thousands of dollars in the long run. Trust me, it can be. And how do you do that? Toll free, no problem. 1 877 399 9898. Again, lines are open right now here. We got a bunch open at the station. 1 399 9898. We have been piling up the email for a couple of weeks, so we're going to get through those today. And if you want to send one along, your uh, always encouraged to do so, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get into some other contact information throughout the hour. But before we get into our phone calls and emails, Lior, we always start off with a case of the day or week that was. What do you got going on, pal?
1: Hey, Johnny. Great to be here, of course. Employment law is the topic, and employment law is what we uh, all want to know about because we all have jobs. We all have spending – we're all spending a lot of time at work, and our rights are important. We have rights. We have some really good employment laws across BC, across Canada, frankly. Uh, And it's because of those rights that uh, you actually always have options. If something's not going your way in the workplace, if your boss did something or said something, if you lost your job, you're worried about it, there are things that you can do. There's avenues that the law gives you to pursue. And that's what we do on the show. We tell you what those things are. So if you're facing a, a difficult situation, maybe you're not looking forward to going back to work tomorrow because last week wasn't very good, well, let's make next uh, week better. And I can start by calling us right now, asking me about your boss and whether what they're doing is legal and whether what they're doing is a constructive dismissal. You name it, if you've always wondered it, now you can get those answers. And beyond the hour of the show, if you want to connect with myself and my team, easy to do. We'll give you uh, phone numbers and email addresses throughout the show so you can make that move if you want to. But to start us off, a couple of situations that came across my desk over the past week. Uh, I spoke with a gentleman that for uh, the past three or so years uh, since uh, the pandemic has worked from home, worked remotely. He's an older gentleman, and that worked really well for him. Uh, unfortunately, his health also had deteriorated a bit uh, recently, and when his employers told him, we need you to start coming back into the office now, uh, he didn't feel he could do it. He talked to his doctor. doctor said, no, you really can't now. That, that, that travel back and forth is going to be too much for you. Uh, and he gave him a doctor's note. doctor's note said, uh, no, you can't, uh, you can't work remotely. He needs to be allowed to work from home. Now, initially, his employer was giving him, him a hard time. They wanted more information. They doubted that. They, they tried to put pressure on him and, and, and his doctor to change their mind. When that didn't work, fine. They said, okay, fine. We'll, we'll continue to have you work from home. So he thought that was the end of it. He was working from home, doing well, no problem. Fast forward three weeks, just three weeks later, uh, he gets called into a a conference call and says, sorry, unfortunately, because of lack of work, we're going to let you go. Uh, Only person being let go, by the way. So very (laughs) upset, he calls me and he says, "Lior, I think that they're letting me go because they just don't like the fact that I'm working from home. So of course, that's what's happening here. Clearly, they're letting him go because of that and... The reason why that's illegal is he has a medical condition that needs to be accommodated. He cannot be let go because of that. Very important to remember, if you have a disability, if you have a medical condition, your employer cannot let you go because of that or because you need accommodation, modified duties, modified hours. To let you go in that situation is completely and utterly illegal. It appears exactly that's what happened here. That's a human rights violation. Can't do that. And by the way, John, this guy's been working for this company for nine and a half years. They offered him 4 months severance, which is less than half of what he's owed in any event. So we have a wrongful dismissal here, too. So very important lesson there for everyone out there. If you have a doctor's note, that's what matters. You can need to be accommodated in accordance with that doctor's note. If your employer won't, if they refuse, or if they let you go for sure, Call me right away. There's many things that the law can do to help you in this situation.
0: This is just a a big ball of stupidity on the part of this employer. I mean, the accommodation wasn't like they had to build an elevator in the building for the guy. (laughs) I mean, like, it's working from home. Three-quarters of the country are still doing that. I mean, now look what it's going to cost them. It's silly.
1: One of the things that they were saying – before they, quote-unquote, agreed to allow them to work from home is, well, it's not going to be fair to your colleagues, right? Because we're telling everyone to come back in a couple of days a week, and everyone's going to say, you know, why is this guy not coming in? How is that fair? So they were really concerned about that. And while I get that, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it does not matter. The employer's obligation is to provide the accommodation that the employee needs. If it causes some uh, uh headaches if it causes some problems with other employees the law says well too bad you still have to do it so you're right it's not a big deal they should have done it and now they're going to have to pay for not doing it
0: and again lots of time for you to call in here live right now and talk to us toll free one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. if something's concerning you about your workplace as well maybe a simple severance question doesn't matter bring it on we'd love to hear from you what else you got going on pal So I spoke
1: with a lady who was a regular listener of this show, and she did exactly what I would have told her to do. So this lady, unfortunately, had been mistreated for a while by her direct supervisor, and, uh, you know, really poor behavior, talked to her in a very degrading way and, and in a very unprofessional way. Unfortunately, of course, there was nothing in writing. There was nothing there to kind of back that up. Well, she heard me on the show give an idea once, and here's what she did. The next time she was called into a meeting with her supervisor, she had a little, uh, well, she had her phone in her uh, jacket, and she had a recording, and there was about a 10-minute meeting. During that meeting, she was talked down to. She was insulted. It was the type of conduct that you really would have to to, to, to listen to, to hear, to believe it. And when she got out of that terrible meeting, she called me and, and she had me listen to that message or that, that recording. And I said, right there is all you need now to prove harassment. Now we have human rights violations here. We have constructive dismissal. This is going to, going to be significant consequences. And, and it worked really well. And that employer and that supervisor are going to have to pay the price for their conduct. So. A reminder there that you do need to have a way to prove if you're being mistreated, harassed, bullied in the workplace. One way to do that, it's like this lady did, is to record it. You are allowed to record something even if the person you're talking to doesn't know about it. Another way may be simply after that meeting to send them an email confirming what was said. That's fine too, but if you have the ability to prove that harassment, that mistreatment, the law is right there to help you, so many different uh, legal avenues that you can pursue. So I was very happy for her that now at least she doesn't have to continue working in that environment. I can get her out of there. I can get her compensation, and it's because she recorded what the supervisor said.
0: Okay, based on that recording, I'm sure a lot of her listeners are going, okay, what's the, what's the legal angle on that? Is she allowed to do that? What are the, what are the legal ramifications of recording when your boss is not aware
1: Yes, and I get asked that often. So the general rule is this. You're allowed to record a conversation with someone that you're speaking to. If you're if you're part of the conversation, you're allowed to record it, even if the people that you're talking to don't know about it. It's perfectly legal. What you cannot do, what's illegal, in fact, what's a criminal offense, is to record people when you're not part of the conversation. So, for example, if you leave uh, your phone recording in a boardroom and you leave the boardroom to record other people talking about you, that may sound like a good idea, but it's completely illegal and you should never do that. So that's where the line is drawn. But if you're talking to someone and you're recording and they don't know about it, you're not breaking any laws, and you can use that if you need to. I
0: bet you we are back. We're good to uh, hang in there with us. John Scholes and Lior Sanfiru, Sanfiru to Mark and LLP. You want to reach out to Lior and team anytime, on your own time to have a more of a lengthy conversation. You can have here with us now, one 5821 5,900 email that we're going to refer to for the remainder of the hour is help at lawyer.ca But again, you're always encouraged to call the show live right now. Call into the station. Got plenty of lines, plenty of time. And that uh, that number is one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. 399 9898 Okay, bounce over to emails, are Here we go. First one for uh, today is going to be Francis. It says, guys, my employer found out that I was spending about an hour a day on social media on my work computer. I was fired on the spot and I've not been paid any severance. Am I owed anything? So certainly, let's be very clear here. When you're working and you're getting paid, obviously,
1: for being there for working... You're expected to spend your time working. That's what you're being paid for. That means you absolutely have to minimize any time that you're spending doing other things, including social media or or just online browsing. So I, I I accept the fact that Frances, if she spends an hour a day on social media instead of working and she's getting paid, she's doing something wrong, and perhaps even something that she needs to be disciplined for so that she understands, she gets the message and corrects her behavior but the real question is not that the real question is the fact that she did that and her she was uh, caught doing that does that mean that her employer can terminate her for cause and pay her no severance well the answer is going to is going to be no the employer can't do that and the reason for that is it's not in and of itself bad enough to rise to the level of cause it's not bad enough to rise to the level that it, It requires the worst punishment that an employer can impose. So can she be warned, maybe even suspended? Is there a reason to think that if you warn her and tell her to stop, that she won't stop? Can this relationship be rehabilitated? And I would say for sure. Remember, it is very difficult to terminate employment for cause. It's not enough if the employee did something wrong. It's not enough just to show, look, You were supposed to do something you didn't or you did something that you're not allowed to do. can't do that. If you're let go in that situation, unless you did something horrible, well, that's a wrongful dismissal. You're expected to be warned. You're expected to to get a chance to improve. So in this situation, John, I think the employer in Francis' case uh, jumped the gun.
0: Is Francis, the hour that Francis spent online, is it a time factor with the, with the amount of time? If it was four hours a day, would that rise to cause, or is it just simply not enough, the actual infraction itself, where there would have to be steps taken to discipline the behavior? You know, I... I, I think that certainly context is important here. If she spends all
1: day not working and, and pretending to but she's on social media, I think at that point you lose so much trust in the employee that you think, you know what, this relationship just cannot be rehabilitated anymore. Yeah. There's no warning that we can give. It's just so bad that we have to part ways. And, yeah, that could be cause. An hour a day, again, not a good thing, but maybe she thought she was taking a break or she was making the hours up. Otherwise, maybe she thought her employer's fine with it because they never said anything before. So this is the type of situation that the employer is expected to say, Francis, no, can't do that. We're warning you. And if you do that again, there's going to be consequences as opposed to saying, oh, we caught you. We're firing you for causing you to go. You don't get any severance. Again, that's jumping the gun.
0: Would this be something that an employer would be savvy about and put in like an employee handbook? when they start working? A,
1: a savvy employer should absolutely put a handbook or, or in a policy manual where say here's the right. expectations and here's what we say is okay or not okay with respect to show, uh, social media in the workplace. Absolutely. And and here's another issue. If an employee does this or, or you know, Does this for a long time, and she assumes, well, I don't think there's a problem with that. I'm sure my employer has the ability to monitor what I'm doing, and they're not—they're okay with that. And she does this for many, many weeks and months. That employer can be deemed to have condoned that behavior, so they can't one day decide, well, now we're going to take it seriously. So, if you're going to have a policy, if you're an employer, you have a policy about computer use in the workplace. Well, you got to monitor that. Right, You've got to try to enforce that policy. You can't just say, well, we put a policy in, now we can forget about it. So that's just not a good way to to do things. And in this case, that probably means they cannot fire Francis for cause.
0: Again, folks, uh, feel free to interrupt us with a phone call anytime. We'd love to talk to you toll free, 1-877-399-9898. No reason to be bashful. Get the information. that could uh, could save your work life for sure. I want to move down to, uh, to Ravi. Ravi says, guys, can it be fired? After eight months of working at a job, when they recruited me away from my previous position, I was only given one week's notice. So the the actual question being asked
1: here is, can he be let go? And and the answer is yes. Remember, an employer can let you go at any time, and for most reasons, as long as they pay you severance. So in this situation, yeah, he can be let go, of course, though it's a question of severance. Now, even if he's only an eight-month employee... He's going to be owed a lot more than a week's severance. Even as an eight-month employee, that severance is going to be measured in months, not days, not weeks. So he could be owed three, four, five, six months even of severance, even after only working there for eight months. But there's another thing he said there, that he was recruited from another job. Well, if you're recruited from another job, you're not out there looking, you're not shopping your resume around, you're being recruited, and then you lose your job. Well, the company that lets you go now has to pay you enhanced severance that recognizes the service with the previous company. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's say he worked with the first company for 10 years. He was recruited away. He wasn't looking to leave, but he was recruited. Then he worked with a new company for eight months. Well, now when he's let go for the purpose of severance, he's a 10-year and eight-month employee. So he should get paid like that and he probably gets 12 months or more of severance. So that's why it's important to remember if you're an employee that if you're recruited from another job only to be let go, let's say, in the first couple of years, you're going to be owed enhanced severance recognizing that service that you had with the previous company.
0: You know, it's interesting, too, because it, it's it's really smart of Rob to uh, to chime in through an email because if we, were, if we were to walk out the street, just pick any street corner in Vancouver right now and say, here's a guy, worked there for eight months, less than a year, based on what you know, sir, about uh, about Severance, how much did he get? Oh, it's been one year. He'll get one week. And they would walk away thinking that's perfectly fine, wouldn't they? Not only that, if you told him hey,
1: he got two weeks, they'd say, oh, my God, he, what, what a great <laughs> deal he got. He is the luckiest guy in the world. And if I told them, no, no, what a if I told her that he's owed four months after eight months, they'd they'd say, well, no, you're crazy, Mr. Sanfiru. Well, no, that's how these things work. As a short service employee, you actually get disproportionately more severance than a longer service employee. So working for a few months still means you can get a few months of severance. So very important to remember that. And by the way, to find out how much you're owed, whether you work for a month or 55 years, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We have our severance calculator tool there, free and anonymous, ready for you.
0: Let's get to uh, Sean here on the phone line before we take a quick uh, quick break. Sean, thanks so, so much for taking the time today, pal. How are you? I'm pretty all right. How about you? Excellent. Thank you for uh, for chiming in. What's, uh, what's your concern?
2: So this was back in uh, 2021. It's been a while. And uh, I worked at this company for about uh, seven months, and while I was there, the boss had a habit of being abusive towards us. Uh, and, uh, something that, uh, I made him aware of is that I'm actually autistic. And, uh, this was a little bit after I was hired on. And, uh, once then shortly after that, uh, I, I notified him about this in email. Then shortly after he, uh, came and talked to me quite loudly with, uh, other employees nearby they knew not to listen because he did stuff like this but uh he flipped out at me for not telling him that i was autistic right off the bat and i i have a decent amount of notes it's something that i could get into but uh it'll take me a minute to pull up and just after the so then by the time we got december work was starting to get slow I was put on a temporary layoff, never called back, never, never got any severance. And yeah, it was not a healthy work environment to say the least.
1: Right. So Sean, here's what I want to do here. I, I want to talk to you about this. I want to find out more and, and I want to give you my thoughts here, but I don't want us to be shortchanged because we have to go to a break. So if you can, please hold through this break. And first thing we'll do when we come back from the break, I want to pick this up with you and, and talk about that and give you my thoughts. Is that okay?
0: It sure is. And we are back. Still plenty of time for you to call in and join us, one 399 9898 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. I want to get back to Sean who's been standing by graciously through the uh, short break there. Sean, thanks for hanging on, pal. Maybe just reiterate again what's going on with you quickly and uh, we'll get uh, Lior on it. Go ahead, pal. Yeah, so basically I worked at a company for about, Seven months, and there was a
2: pretty good amount of abuse and braidment over just basically all small things. The guy was a hothead. Uh, what did he do? He threw a pipe wrench at me oh. that uh, took a chunk out of the cement beside my foot. So, and I felt that if I left, I would never, I wouldn't be able to get another job in the plumbing field due to how well he was connected in it. That basically sums it up.
1: And you said that you felt that he was mistreating you, perhaps because uh, of your autism. Is that right?
2: Well, there when he uh, uh, well, once I told him about it, he again berated me for not telling him sooner. I, I wasn't necessarily mistreated about it, but this was also something that was confidential between us, and he said it quite loudly in the presence of employees rather nearby Um, I've been trying to find my notes about it but I'm having a bit of a hard time doing it so
1: now Sean uh, you said that you were put on a temporary layoff and never called back to work when was that when did the, the temporary layoff start
2: December 2021
1: okay okay good and so they never called you back uh so here we are now you know some uh almost two years later Did you have any contact with them? Did they pay you any severance?
2: We never got severance. I sent him an email asking about severance, and he told me that I requested to be put on a temporary layoff. I can't say for certain whether or not I did directly, but I did receive an ROE stating that it was a temporary layoff, and this was also after. So I was hired on as a full-time employee. I rarely ever actually got 80 hours in a week or in a Pay period at like 40 hours a week it was quite uncommon and leading up to it I only had one day of work in a two-week period okay and how,
1: uh, how old are you Sean at the time I was 19 okay so you know if, if we put for a second aside the, the, the mistreatment uh, the fact that you're put on a temporary layoff, the law considers that to be a termination. Even if you had been called back to work, you would have had the option to treat that as a termination. Not having been called to, back to work, it's even easier. So because of that, you are owed severance. So you've, you worked there for some seven months, I think you said, in, in, in a plumbing role and at the age of 19. Someone in your situation would likely be owed right around two months of severance. So that's what the law would provide for you. Now, if you're also mistreated because of autism, that could also be a human rights issue. We can explore that as well. But certainly that severance issue is kind of a a no-brainer. It's it's definitely something that they owe you, and they can't avoid paying that. The good news is because we're under two years, it hasn't been two years yet since this happened, uh, you are still able to pursue it. So, Sean, what I want you to do is I want you to connect with me in the office. I will give you that contact information here in just a moment. Uh, you can call or email, and let's have a discussion and talk about how we go about pursuing this.
0: All right. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate that, and uh, thanks for the phone call. Enjoy the rest of your uh, your day. I'm going to give you the information right now to reach out to uh, Lior, which I know you will do. One eight five five eight two one. 5,900 email, uh, just in case, is help at lawyer.ca You still got lots of time for sure to give us a call? Do so, one eight seven seven 399 We'll do it, so uh, so bring it on just like Sean did. Let's get back to our emails, pal. Uh, ben is up next. He says, guys, quit my job because my employer never let me take more than one week's vacation max. They would pay me vacation pay, but I would not be allowed to take time off because we were too busy. Did my employer do anything illegal here? Absolutely, yes. This is really an easy one. Your
1: employer must allow you to take your minimum at least of two weeks of uh, vacation. Uh, the fact that they paid vacation pay does not change the fact that they have to allow you to take vacation time. They may be busy, they may be, it may be inconvenient, too bad. The, this is not an option, this is not a nice to have, it's the law. So by, by the fact that they didn't allow him to take that vacation, uh, that's something that, that's illegal. But what makes it interesting here is this, because Ben left, because of, he quit, because he said, well, I need to work somewhere where I can take vacation, it's just one week is not enough, understandably. Because he left because of that illegal action, actually the law considers that to be a termination, a constructive dismissal. If you leave your job because your employer is doing something illegal, and the law says, well, wait a second, you haven't really resigned. We consider that to be a termination, a constructive dismissal. That means you are owed severance. So in Ben's situation, because his employer was uh, not allowing him to take vacation that he was legally entitled to take, uh, that's a constructive dismissal. So I want Ben to call me at the office because I don't know how long Ben's worked there. I don't know the job, but he could be owed months and months of severance. So he needs to give me a call as soon as possible.
0: Thank you, Ben. And you know the number if you haven't been listening. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And TJ is coming up here. That email address, by the way, we use guys every week is help at employmentlawyer.ca. TJ says, uh, Leora, I uh, got into an argument with my boss and was fired on the spot. No compensation. I've always been a good employee and I've worked for the company for five years. Can I get my job back?
1: You know, I, I get asked often, can I get my job back? I don't think I did anything wrong. I lost my job. I just want my job back. I want to go back to the way things were. Well, unfortunately, there's very limited options in terms of making your employer take you back. In most cases, the law cannot force your employer to take you back, to give you your job back. There are a couple of exceptions, but they're very rare. What the law does instead of that is it can make your employer compensate you by way of severance. So if you're let go when you shouldn't have been let go, or you have not been paid severance when you should have been paid severance, well, the law says, we can't make you undo this, but we're going to make your employer pay money. Now, the fact that he got into an argument with his boss, that may not be a good thing, may not be a professional thing, but just like I said at the beginning of the show, the fact that he may have done something wrong does not mean he can be let go without severance. Yes, sometimes things are said in the heat of the moment. Sometimes we make mistakes and maybe we regret them after. At the end of the day, it does not allow the company to let us go without severance. Now, listen, if this got violent and, and you know he hit someone and yeah. threatened someone, well, yeah, that's very different. At that point, potentially, yeah, that could easily be a termination for cause. But if it's an argument, voices were raised, things were said, and then everyone went home, that's not going to be enough to be cause he's going to be out
0: severance. Let's uh, let's just turn the tables for a second, and we've heard this before. Say TJ got in the same argument, had the same fight, but wasn't fired. But he walked out and quit and said, "I've had enough of this place," and got home, had a drink, and went, "Oh boy, I don't think I meant to do that." Does he have any recourse?
1: Yeah, that's what we call the heat of the moment resignation, and, yeah. and this happens more often than than you think. Frust, you're frustrated, you've had a bad day, and you know that's it, you're done, I'm out of here, I don't want to work here anymore, I quit. And yeah, as you said, you get home, you realize, wait a second, I've cooled down, I don't want to quit, I want this job, I need this job. Well, the law understands that sometimes things are, get said in the heat of the moment. And what happens in this situation is you can take it back. You have a, a window, probably a couple of days or so, to take it back. And if you tell your employer, employer, I didn't mean it, it was heat of the moment, I want back to work. If at that point your employer says, no, we're not going to take you back, you said you've resigned, it becomes a termination. Wow. And your employer has to pay you severance, even though you're the one that initially said, I quit. But it has to be here at the moment, and you have to take it back quickly, you know, within a couple of days. You take it back a month later, it's not going to work. But if you take it back a couple of days, two, three days even afterwards, yeah, your employer should take you back, if not... They owe you severance.
0: You betcha. We are back. Still some minutes to go here. John Scholes and of course employment lawyer Lior Fear is here all the time answering your questions and as mentioned just moments ago to, to reach out to Lior and his team. Anytime you want to have a, uh, you know, a lengthier private conversation about your matter, you're always invited to do so. Don't be bashful about that. one 821 5900 Weekly we get tons of emails and we're concentrating or we have been concentrating this hour on getting through some of the inbox, right? Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can use that email, of course, anytime. And a website, which is really handy for you to use, even if you just want to do a, have a little, you know, a cursory glance at it just to see what's up as far as your employment uh, rights are concerned. It's simple, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You'll have access as well to the severance calculator right out in front. But let's get back to our email here, Lior. And a reminder, too, you still have some time to call us here live at the station and get on air with us, one eight seven seven three nine right, it's going to be Greg. This guy has been on a medical disability leave for six months, half a year. My employer is putting pressure on me to return to work. They're telling me that if I don't come back now, they can't guarantee that I will have a job later. Do you have any advice for me? I do, and, and I've seen this exact scenario quite a few times. So here's
1: what I'm going to say. When it comes to going back to work after a medical leave, you have to follow your doctor's advice. You really, really need to. So talk to your doctor and, 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 you know, have that discussion. If your doctor thinks you're ready to go back to work, great, go back to work. If your doctor does not feel that you're ready, your doctor thinks you need more time, do not go back to work, okay? You're gonna, just, just an invitation for more trouble later on. You're gonna end up back off on leave, maybe for longer this time, hurting yourself more. Not a good idea. So follow what your doctor says always. Now, in terms of work, your employer has to, when you're ready to come back to work, has to make all efforts to bring you back. That determination is only made at the time you're ready to come back to work. So if you're not going to be ready to come back to work for another year, well, we don't need to worry about it for another year. At that time, who knows? Maybe your employer is desperate for you. Maybe they had five people quit and they just need you so badly that they're willing to do whatever it takes. When you're ready to come back to work, your employer has to make efforts to bring you back. If your old job doesn't exist anymore, they have to try to find you another job. If they've tried and they've looked and there's just really nothing there at all, that's when they can let you go with your full severance. They can't avoid that. They can't say they don't want to. So that's what I'm going to tell you. Don't, don't worry about it right now. Follow your doctor's advice. Stay for as long as you need to off work. And when you're ready to come back to work, if the company doesn't bring you back, doesn't try, you make sure you call me right away.
0: Richard is up next. to scrolling through this one. Says, guys, I'm, uh, I'm about to leave my current job to take a position with a different company. They put a 10-page agreement in front of me, and I don't understand half of it. You always say that it's best not to have an agreement at all should I ask them to get rid of it. (laughs) Well, you can, and it would be lovely,
1: honestly, if your employer says, you know what, forget about this 10-page agreement. Your handshake is good enough because for an employee, that's all you want. You're happy as an employee to start a job on a handshake. Yeah, you heard me right. For an employee, the not having the agreement – a handshake, an email, a napkin, that is all better than having that 10-page agreement. The reason for that is because you have all these legal protections that are there automatically for you. What an employment agreement often does is it takes away those protections because you're allowed to give them up if you want to. The law is not going to make you have legal rights if you want to give them up. So oftentimes that employment agreement, in it you give up rights that you have without even realizing it. So the less... Is, is the better. The more uh, the, the more it says, the worse it is for you. So I don't think his employer is going to agree to get rid of a 10-page agreement. He can ask, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think the better or or more likely a scenario here is that he can negotiate the problematic terms. What I would have him do is have me review the agreement, and we can narrow it down to the two or three things that we care the most about And then he can go and approach his employer to negotiate those terms. I've seen that happen many times. You can absolutely negotiate problematic terms uh, out of the contract. For example, there could be a term there that limits your future severance. That could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. There could be a term in there that allows the company to put you on a temporary layoff whenever it wants. They don't have a right to do that unless you agree to it in the employment agreement. There could be terms that allow the company to change your job, change your pay, change your responsibilities. So be very mindful of that. Have me review the agreement before you sign it so that you know what to negotiate.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, Kuge, because it's counterintuitive to what we most think. I mean, if we're leasing a car, taking a mortgage on a house, we want stacks of paper to cover our rear end, right? We don't want any surprises. This is the exact opposite, isn't it? It's Very natural for
1: an employee, especially someone starting a new job with an employer that they don't know, to say, I I want that security of of having all these words on a piece of paper because clearly those words have to protect me. They'll protect me, right? Well, no. I understand why you would think that. It would kind of make sense that it would. But the opposite is true when it comes to an employee. The less, the better when it comes to an employment agreement or a contract of employment. That simply means if you don't have one, is that you have all the rights that the law provides, all of them. Now, if we change our perspective and look at it from the employer's side, very different. If you're the employer, you absolutely want that comprehensive employment agreement because it gives you rights as the employer, gives you flexibility. So depending on your perspective, if you're an employer, you love that agreement. If you're an employee, you don't want to see it, Uh, but either way, always a good idea to make a call and understand what you've been asked to sign
0: no in Richard's email he doesn't outline how the uh, change of job is happening He says he's about to leave and take a position with a different company now if he was induced by the new company hey come over work for us should that not give him a little more bargaining power if there's things inside that contract he doesn't want saying hey you guys want me you got to get rid of these couple things or I'm not coming. Well, listen, if if the company recruited him, they must really want him. So they're going to be willing to
1: go and kind of help him out here and by negotiating terms. But it's not just in those situations. Let's talk about a, a regular situation where you just apply for a job and you get the job. Well, in most cases, think about what's happening here. So there's a bunch of people applying for a job, right? The company has to sift through all these resumes and applications. They have to go through a round of interviews, narrow it down, maybe a second round of interviews. Then they have to check references. And at the end of that process, thank God, we're done. Finally, we found our perfect candidate. Here's this guy, our perfect candidate. Well, after all that effort, when the company has decided that you're their perfect candidate, you actually have some leverage there. They want you so you can negotiate good terms in that contract. So remember, you actually do have leverage when you've been offered a job. Now, I'm not saying to abuse that leverage and ask for ridiculous things, but to ask for fair terms
0: in an employment agreement, you can and you should do. I want an extra week's vacation in a Bugatti, if that's possible. Thanks, boss. That's not going to happen anytime. time. <laughs> not in that order. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Let's get to uh, let's get to Marianne. Here it says, "Guys, the dentist I work for is about to retire. Close the practice. I asked about Severance, and he had no idea what I was talking about. I've worked for him for uh, as a hygienist for ten years. Am I still owed something?"
1: So yes, and when it comes to these things, I've seen it so many times. Where doctors, uh, dentists, chiropractors—they they retire. And they shut down their practice, which is their right to do. They've worked hard for many years, absolutely. But they still have severance obligations. The fact that you're shutting down your practice doesn't mean you can just let your employees go without severance. You owe them severance because they're losing their job. So in this particular situation, if she's worked there for 10 years, she could be looking maybe at 12 months of severance, maybe even more than that. So, yeah, I, I've seen that time and time again. It's not because the doctor is trying to get away with anything or they're bad people. Not at all. Oftentimes what I see with doctors, dentists, etc., they just don't necessarily appreciate their legal obligations to their employees. And some of these employees have worked for their the same doctor for many, many years. They can have very significant entitlements. So if, if you are losing your job because the practice is sold, the practice is shutting down, you are road severance. You got to give me a call.
0: Let's uh, wrap it up with Jimmy. Short email says, uh, "Fellas, just received notice that our office will be shutting down in one year, twelve months. I want to take, uh, I want to leave and take another job. Rather, right? can I still get severance?" So if he leaves
1: before the last day he's considered to have resigned even though he's being told a year from now you're gone if he leaves before then that's a resignation and he's not going to be owed severance so no he you can't just do that and assume you're still going to get severance now what you can do is try to work out a deal with your employer so employer you know you said you're going to pay me for another year I'm going to work there for another year how about this we strike a deal i'm going to leave next month and instead you just pay me for 6 months so you don't have to pay me the full amount i don't have to work for for a year It's a win-win. In many cases, the company may be willing to do that. If they don't, ultimately you have to decide, do you stay till the end or do you leave now? But if you leave early before that last day, you do walk away from severance.
0: Unlike us, we hung into the last minute and we're done for today, but you can always carry on that conversation with Leora. now. Again, I'll give you that phone number one more time before we scoot out of here. one 855 821 is how that happens. The email address we've been using for the entire show, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And one more time, that website you should always have ready to go and spend some time on to get uh, more educated about this topic, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Thank you for listening, calling in, emailing all of it, and we'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show.